you can't be afraid to talk about money when you're spending too much, when we gotta rein it in. Like, you just can't be afraid to have those conversations. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 50, and we are sharing today how we feel more confident as CFOs in our own business and how you can feel a little bit more confident about your own business finances. We are absolutely not experts on this topic, all (laughs) self taught, learned with help from coaches and a billion other people. I hated any finance classes. Like it's just, it was not, this was not something that came natural. So I don't want you to feel like coming into this episode that we are experts on this topic. We have learned everything. I think we do a pretty damn good job at it. Like we do a great job at it, but we are completely self-taught, like knew absolutely nothing about finances and running finances for a small business. And yeah, it's just everything that we had to learn from day one. And I would say I, um, hats off to Abby here because she's been the one that has been more of the CFO for our business because like Abby, I absolutely hate this crap too. And, um, I feel like maybe she's started to like it a little bit, but maybe well, I like Excel. So you know, oh, okay. I got to well, step see, up there. <laughs> that's where we are very different. I hate Excel. I don't know how to use it. I had to have my husband help me the other day. Um, and you can't make it pretty. So like, what's the point? Yes, you can. You can color um, code it. You can color no. code. <laughs> can you import fonts and like uh, make it really yeah, red? I think, I think I'm you sure. can. Maybe. I'm sure you can. If there's an expert out there that knows how to make <laughs> Excel sheets look bomb, just please, please reach out. You'll still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. But um, yeah, a big hat off to Abby because she's been the one that's been more of our CFO than I have. But I'm slowly learning, slowly getting into it. But I do really put a lot of trust into Abby, which is, which is good. But I also need to like learn for myself. I need to pull up my big girl panties and do it myself too. So, um, but one of the first things that we had to figure out from a finance perspective is really how to divide and conquer it from a partnership standpoint and understanding each other's strengths. So what do we mean by that? We mean, um, you know, we need to know the basics, obviously, as we're getting into a business, we need to know, um, you know, who's good at what, when it comes to the finances. Again, like I said, Abby's better at a lot of this stuff, but we were just briefly talking actually before this episode, cause I was like, Abby, what are my strengths when it comes to this? Because I don't <laughs> even know. And she's like, well, you, you help me like settle down when I get a little nervous about like, you know, where we are for the month or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. And it's probably because you're the one looking at the numbers more than I am. So I'm just like, oh, girlfriend, we'll be fine. Um, we always are. We did flip, <laughs> we did flip roles like a month ago. I was kind of freaking out. I was like, 
oh my gosh, Abby, this isn't like what's going on. And she's just like, oh, settle down. We'll be fine. And then sure enough, like just like everything was fine. So I think, you know, really making sure that we're keeping each other accountable where we need to also making sure that if one is freaking out about finances or something, the other one is not also freaking out. Even maybe they're internally freaking out, but they don't show it because we don't want both of us freaking out at the same time, which is also like being comfortable enough to have those conversations. Like if you're in a business partnership, you can't be afraid to talk about money. You can't be afraid to talk about when a certain account is low, when you're spending too much, when we got to rein it in. Like you just can't be afraid to have those conversations about paint like you are providing money like for yourselves like this is a conversation that you have to have because at the end of the day it's also like going back to your livelihood and money can be such an emotional topic and I think not being afraid to have the conversation is like step number one yeah yeah and I think when we first started our business we were maybe afraid to have that conversation but the further we get into it the more we kind of understand whatever like what Abby's expectations are versus mine. And, you know, if those expectations change or something shifts, we have to be able to communicate that and talk about how that's going to change financially for our business. So um, something that we do is that we set up monthly meetings to review everything and download stuff together. Abby is typically the one that leads this and shares her screen and she takes me through, you know, what the month looks like, what we're forecasted for, for the next month, how many, you know, what we sold in X services, whether that be SEO, um, social branding, what our expenses are, um, all those kinds of things. So we just do this once a month. We sit down, I think it's a hour to a, a half hour to an hour meeting. It's nothing crazy. And uh, we just go over the numbers and talk about what it looks like and then kind of forecasting for the future. And then we just communicate with each other about each other's expenses and whether that's business expenses and personal expenses, I would say, because we have to know, and this is something that I think we do really well too, is that, you know, if Abby finds something, let's say that it's SEO related and she wants to purchase it, she'll just like run it by me. And she's like, I think, you know, I think this would benefit our business. It costs this much, but I think in the long run, it would be something that helps us, you know, get more clientele or learn more about SEO or serve our audience better and um, vice versa. If I find something out there, that I think would benefit us from a social or a design perspective, I'll let her know too, before we just go ahead and make that, that purchase. So I think it's, um, you know, especially in a partnership, it's really just, again, that communication, just being overly communicative about it and not being afraid to talk about it. Because I think if you're afraid to talk about it, then you're afraid to spend money or you're afraid to invest in your business and, Um, money is a scary thing and an emotional thing, like Abby said, but once you get over that hurdle and start talking about it, it actually becomes a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say, even if you don't have a business partner that you need to talk to, like, it's also understanding those boundaries with like your partner or spouse or someone that you have too, and like kind of navigating that, like you're, there is always communication that needs to come into play because you likely aren't sitting in a silo or an island. And if you are sitting in an island and you don't know who else to talk to, this is like a great opportunity to look at a coach and hire someone to kind of help you navigate that journey with you because this, you can get in your head so much about your own finances and managing it, especially if you didn't go to 
like school to become a financial advisor or to become an accountant or a bookkeeper or anything like that. If you didn't go to school for finance, you likely are going to struggle in this area and it's just going to be a learning curve. Um, so for us, we wanted to kind of walk you through like how our business is set up because I think this is something people don't talk about very often. It's not really transparent in the entrepreneurial space and it's always like we're approaching tax season and it can feel scary. Like, did I do things right? How are, how was everything set up? Like just thinking through all of those things can feel really scary. So we follow the profit first method. And that is something that we highly recommend for everyone. It is what helped make sense for our business. Without profits first, we were kind of just like, drowning and like, what do we do? <laughs> like, how do we structure anything? We needed some kind of financial structure. So with Profit First, you set up all of your various bank accounts. And also, I guess before we even get into this, do not use your own personal bank account for your business expenses, money, no. all of that. Set up a separate bank account. Always, always, always set up a separate bank account. This is like, not only I am sure all the finance experts out there can tell you that that is like safer from a legal perspective. I don't know all the details, but I know it's super important. So I know you should do it. We just found a local credit union here. Um, they've been awesome. We use Affinity Plus, which they're Affinity Plus, right? That's yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> um, and we actually reached out to them after we had set up our bank account because that was like the very first thing we did after we secured our LLC. We were like, we're a partnership. Our money needs to go somewhere. Like jointly that we own. We can't just like hold on to it in our own bank accounts. So we set that up right away. And then we called them and we were like, hey, we really want to like run our business with profit first in mind, which obviously they knew about it. And they helped us break out various accounts. So we have one bank account for our salary, one bank account for our taxes, one bank account for overall like business income kind of savings. And then we have a profit bank account. And this is how Profit First is set up. So that every single thing that comes in, you take a certain percentage of that money that's coming in and you put it into each of these various bank accounts. So for us, our percentages are broken out probably differently than how they would be for someone who's running a business on their own. Um, we save typically 45 to 50% of everything we make in our own salary bank account. This is salary money. This is money that's going into our pocket for us that we consistently can pay ourselves. It's how we can afford to do things like maternity leaves and take vacation and do all of that stuff because we're saving for it. So we're not taking every dime that's coming to us in the moment, but we are taking it eventually. Um, so that's what that is. We save currently 25% for taxes, which has worked for us. I know this is always something that's like you got to kind of play that by year, understand your own deductions, what's happening in your life, because when you run a small business, everything flows through your own personal taxes too. So that can be kind of interesting. But this, I think, is something that was really hard for us to navigate too. So anyone else who's a business partner out there. What we do is like, this is our tax savings account. And at the end of the year, we divide that by two and we take it. And then we basically use that to pay for all of the taxes that are going to come out personally because we run our business. Our business is an S-corp. And even as an LLC, 
it still flowed through personal. So um, because of that, we both have different deductions. We both have different things. And so it's kind of divided by two. And if you have leftover, that's kind of your bonus. And that's how we've treated it. And we've always left like a little bit of um, money in that bank account anyways, just for safety reasons. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, that's how we break that out. We also have the next kind of bucket is that business income. So that bucket is all for our expenses. So we save 25% on our expenses and we kind of have to do the math to figure out like how much are we expected to bring in is 25% enough. Do we need to hire another employee? Do we need to um, make some really big investments in the coming year? Is this percentage okay? And then our final bucket is profit. And this is pure bonus money profit for us. It's like our fun money. It's the money we will go and like spend on a holiday party, stay in a hotel, like go do something fun or quarterly, just give ourselves a bonus because we deserve it. (laughs) So that's the whole thing of like profit first. Profit first is meant to not only pay yourself a salary that you deserve, but also give yourself that opportunity for a bonus. Like if you were in the corporate world, you'd expect a bonus as well for doing the hard work. So don't do that last. Don't prioritize that last. Prioritize it first because you deserve to kind of have that fun money and that bonus set aside. So that's always nice to kind of have that in our back pocket um, from a quarterly standpoint. So every quarter we go ahead and kind of review what's working there. So that's how our own breakouts look like. Look, And then every single month, we have our own financial workflow. So we know, we talk about this all the time. We love Asana. Asana is like our go-to tool and resource that we use to kind of be our checklist or our weekly to-do list of everything we have to do. So we have our own weekly priorities boards and these break out like what client work do we have this week? What content creation do we have this week? Um, I have a financial workflow kind of weekly thing in here too. And this just breaks out what I'm going to do every week or every quarter to make sure our finances are in order. So weekly, I'm doing things like updating our invoice tracker, um, checking all of like the invoice schedules in our CRM, which is Dubsado. And so checking to make sure like all of the invoices are going out, all of the reminders, all of that kind of stuff, just making sure that Dubsado is accurately reflecting what we have in our invoice tracker. And then also um, that's kind of sums up everything I'd say on like a weekly basis, just making sure like at week to week, everything's there. Um, So rather than like updating all of that stuff every day when things come in, this kind of like helps segment how you're working so that you're not always in this financial mindset. So that's really helped me. Um, Other things that we do quarterly, we schedule our salary payments. So that's something where every quarter we'll decide like, here's how much we're going to pay ourselves. Are we going to give ourselves a raise? Like what's going on there? Mm -hmm. So um, we'll schedule those salary payments quarterly, kind of figure out what works for us. And then same thing with profit. So every quarter we talk about like, okay, we're going to take a bonus of X amount based on what's in our profit profit savings account. And then um, monthly a few different things that we do. So one, pay the credit card, right? So we pay everything on the credit card, mainly because it's 
good in terms of like getting points, getting cash back, like all of that stuff is great to use a credit card for. Um, but also we let our debit cards expire and we have not called the bank to update them. So that's another reason why we always use our credit card, <laughs> which we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so obviously need to pay that. And we also update, we have something called a financial snapshot, which is a spreadsheet that we got from our coach Val Marlene. It is an amazing document that basically we plug in how much we want to pay ourselves, how much money we are expected to bring in and what our expenses are each month. And this lovely spreadsheet, I don't care if Courtney says they're not beautiful because this one is beautiful. It will light up. It is. It'll light up green showing that like you're good. You are still like your savings accounts are growing. Your salary savings accounts are growing. Um, Or it'll show you when you're in the red. It'll show you when you need to stop paying yourself this high amount if you're not bringing in more money, for example. So this was basically what gave us the okay to quit our jobs because we looked at this and we were like, okay, we can pay ourselves this much when we're bringing in this much and we're good through October. But once we hit October, now like we need to start making more money or we need to deduct our pay. So it really helped have that like transparency and conversation of like, here's the situation um, and here's what we need to shoot for. Here's our goal and here's why. So even if we have low months, we're still okay. Like we're still fine because we're able to like track ahead and because we have things broken out in this way, which can be really nice because sometimes you just want, you like genuinely want to have a slow month or you don't want to have a slow month, but you know, you don't need to stress about it because you have that money kind of saved up. So that snapshot is something that we update every single month to see where we're sitting, how things are looking. And this is mainly what we review on those calls, like those monthly calls that we have. Yep. Yep. Um, And then the final thing that is kind of in my own workflow is just dispersing all of the funds. So every 15th and 1st of the month, I will go in and basically do those calculations. So how much money came in this month, move 45% to this bank account, 25% to this, 25% to this, so on and so forth. So kind of divvy up that money so that everything's sitting in the correct bank account. So we do that about two times a month. And um, that's kind of that workflow. And the nice thing about Asana is that it's all in there and it's all just kind of like set up as a checklist. And it's something that I know I have to do. And I just like go through the list, go through the motions. I've done it so many times. It's just kind of like mindless at this point, but it's also just so important to make sure that everything is like working and we're having these constant check-ins of like, yes, we are doing good or we've had a few rough months. We need to like figure something else out, which are all conversations we've had. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so the next thing that we want to talk about a little bit, because like Abby said, we are not experts here and like, we're not claiming to be experts. We never have been experts. We are, we're getting better at it and we know how to manage our own business, but our, we want to talk about the people that we've leaned on, um, as far as finances go for our business. So Abby did mention, um, a minute ago about the spreadsheets, which I will admit this is, it's the most beautiful spreadsheet I've ever seen. 
Uh, and that is thanks to Val Marlene and she sells this now. So if you want this spreadsheet, this is something that she offers up. It's amazing. Like Abby said, it was the thing that gave us the confidence to quit our jobs. I was the one that was probably most hesitant to quit my job at one point, just because my husband had recently stepped out and did started his own thing. So he was a solopreneur at the time, very fresh and new. It was 2020. So right when the pandemic hit, so everything was just very questionable as far as, you know, finances, what things were costing, things were kind of getting more expensive. What are we going to do? And sitting down with Val and going through the spreadsheet and seeing that we could make this work was that huge confidence to push me to realize that we, that I could quit and that we could do this and that we would be fine because for a while there, it was really tough because Abby was really running duo and I was doing, you know, the things that I absolutely needed, absolutely needed to from a design perspective, but I was also at my full-time gig too, from eight to five every day. So I could only put in so much time. So it was a really great tool for us to see that we could actually take that next step forward. So thank you, Val. And I believe my husband even sat in on that particular coaching call because I was just like, honey, I need you. I don't like, I don't totally get numbers and I need this to be confident or feel good for both of us. So that was great. Um, somebody else that we lean on that we use is our bookkeeper, Madison Dearly. She is lovely and she helps us categorize our income and our expenses. So obviously this is great from a tax perspective, but this is also really interesting because it shows us what we're doing like the best, like how we're performing in our business as far as the different things that we offer. So whether that's SEO audits, um, SEO coaching, social media branding, it's all broken down into different buckets on what we're making within those sections. So it's a good glimpse for us to see like, Hey, are we still on course for like these three or four different offerings that we have? Is it, does it still make sense to keep doing this one versus that one? Or how did this one do this month compared to last month. So it's a really good gut check to make sure that the things that you're doing are financially helping you. And if you saw something that just like kept going down or wasn't contributing to your business financially, maybe it's a time to reconsider that service, that product, whatever it might be, because seeing that snapshot is super important, obviously for your finances and for the future of your business. Yeah. And it gets to a point too, where you can understand like, okay, where, where, especially for us, because as we like, look at like growing and bringing more people on, it can help us understand like where we need to hire people to help and like what areas of our business are we able to like bring on help so that we can keep it growing rather than trying to like, just even it out, for example. So I think that's something that can really help with, um, that in a, I'd also say for the first two years of our business, I did our own like categorization in Excel. Like I didn't do a fancy bookkeeping system. I didn't do anything like that. I just managed it all and like tried to keep up with it. And then the year, year three, I think we like, I like went in and I was like, okay, we need to like do something for bookkeeping. I can't keep using Excel. This is getting out of hand. Like it's just like too crazy and signed up for QuickBooks. And I think I was in there maybe like three times and I was like, nope, nope, can't. 
do not want to do this, did not know if I was categorizing things correctly. I just felt so like uncertain about everything and it felt like it took me so long to do it. And it was just one of those moments where we had to decide like, was it worth my time or is my time being spent better elsewhere and we can help invest in someone and Madison has been by far the best investment we've like made for running finances with our business because I can't there's no way like to the point of like how much our business has grown in 2022 compared to like where we were at the beginning there is absolutely no way I could have managed what Madison manages for us today yeah she does phenomenal and she's a good um person to lean on and like gut check with like was that a good month? Like, we don't feel like it was necessarily a good month or like, and she's like, you guys are doing great. And we're like, yeah, okay. Uh (laughs) So I think she's just like really great to lean on and, you know, kind of partially a coach too, because we're just like asking her, like, was that good? Was that not good? Where can we do better? Um, you know, how should we shift things around? So she's been really great to work with. And I think I did, I specifically remember when Abby was like, I can't do this. Like, it's like, I'm going to go insane. This is taking way too long. And I was like, okay, your sanity and your time are way more important than you trying to figure this out. So it was such a good investment in hiring Madison as our bookkeeper. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My sanity would have been gone like completely. So yeah, and I need I need Abby to stay sane. So, yeah. <laughs> so overall, um, this is something that's always going to feel. I mean, especially if you're like us, and this stuff doesn't like fill up your cup, and it's something you don't love to do day in and day out. Um, it's something that you absolutely can feel confident in. And we've even talked about this, like Court and I both of being like, we need like some financial like affirmations, like absolutely need to like say that, repeat that, and like under even just things in terms of like abundance coming into your business and like just like those feelings of like confidence and abundance are like so important as an entrepreneur because it's such a roller coaster so if you don't and I will say too like I'm very new in the space of like learning how to like do more like mindset work and affirmations and like meditation. Like this is a whole new space for me, but 2023 is going to be that year. Um, But I think it's definitely something that until you kind of feel that confidence, um, it can just take a little bit of work, like just a little bit of work to get there. So if you're not, if this is all kind of new to you and you still are kind of struggling in this area, Profit First is going to be your thing. So read it. He's actually a really good author too. Um, Kind of funny. Like it's not dry. It's not like a super dry financial book. It's actually really engaging. And he has a lot of really other good books out there that we love to read too. So highly recommend or get the audio book and kind of use that as your kickstart. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.